0: Welcome back to Big Sky Big Takes, the joint production of Big Sky Podcast Network in the Montana Mint, brought to you by Hughes River Expedition. This around the horn style show features hosts from different Big Sky Podcast Network shows, including Dallas Hammer from Tubbs of the Club, Brent Wahlberg from Grizz Fan Pod, fresh off interviewing a uh, relatively Big Sky famous football coach, Mr. Bobby Hauk. Great get, guys. And we have a duo from Weber State this week from the Weber State Weekly. Dustin Chapman, a.k.a. Chappie, if you're online, and Colby Peterson. And I'm your host, Brian Marceau, also from Tubbs of the Club. So we're uh, we're really tag teaming you, both Idaho and Weber State today. And we are ready to dive in to this week's action. Segment one, Around the League, where we're going to cover all the big issues around the entire league. First question, guys. All the top teams in the Big Sky Podcast Network's power rankings were matched up last week against teams from the bottom half of the conference. But aside from Eastern Washington just detonating Cal Poly, we had only close games this week. Which down to the wire outcome surprised you the most, Chappie?
1: By the way, did did Eastern like did they end the season? Is that the official term that Eastern just ended Cal Poly's season altogether? That, that was that was what that was such a big victory. Uh, me personally, it's it's Southern Utah. You know, they they've lost three games by a total of four points. How absolutely terrible is that for them?
0: Yeah, they're pretty dang close to being undefeated. Brent, what about you?
2: Yeah, you know, when we're talking about games and what we're seeing here, I was surprised by that NAU and Weber game. I think it's pretty interesting because Weber State is really supposed to be what we thought was the clear cut top dog of the conference. And yes, they won the game, but on a 50 yard Hail Mary TD pass. Um, <clears throat> I just, I didn't know what to expect from Northern Arizona. They were off for a couple weeks. Uh, I didn't expect this game to be close at all. NAU has surprised me a little bit so far.
0: And Dallas, really, the expectations for Idaho State, Northern Arizona, and Southern Utah were just about as low as you can possibly get heading into the season. Which of these three teams has best acquitted itself three or four games into the spring?
3: Uh, It's got to be Southern Utah. Uh, I think a lot of people expected them to be absolutely awful this year. Uh, If I recall correctly, they were last in the Big Sky Podcast Network initial vote. Uh, I don't know if I would agree with the 13 seconds from 4 no take that Uh, that I've, I've heard a lot. It's not quite reflective of truly how good this team is, but they have been competitive all year long. They've had a chance to win every single game. Justin Miller looks great. I think they're the biggest surprise this season. What
0: about you, Colby?
4: So for me, I was actually really surprised that Idaho State was able to hang with UC Davis as well as they did. You know, I, I, obviously, I think that Idaho State's, their offense is a little bit better than Weber State's right now. And so not surprised that they scored more points than Weber State did against Davis. But uh, taking them down to the wire like that was just like, wow, man, like this, this Bengals team has got some fight. And as time goes on, you know, I start to get more and more nervous. And I can't believe I'm saying this as a Weber State fan. I get more and more nervous about that game coming up in uh, in a couple of weeks uh, against the, the, the Bengals in Stewart Stadium. So uh, really surprised by the Bengals, the way they played against the Aggies.
0: And this weekend we've got what I'm going to call on paper should be the most intriguing set of games in Idaho and Idaho state in the unofficial King Spud trophy game. Weber state at Southern Utah and Eastern Washington at UC Davis, all of which feel like they might be playoff games considering Weber just lost uh, their six games. So they can finish with no more than five wins. So, Question for the panel. Dallas, which of the Big Sky Podcast Network's top four teams of Weber State, Eastern, UC Davis, and Idaho have the most to lose this weekend?
3: I would have to say Idaho. That sounds like a homer pick, but it's Idaho. Uh, Not only does Idaho have to win this game to keep whatever slim shot at the playoffs they might have alive, they also need Eastern to win. UC Davis winning is pretty much just going to shut the door on any hopes Idaho has as it's essentially going to lock Weber and UC Davis ahead of them. Big Sky is probably not getting three teams into a shortened playoff. So I don't think there's any other team this weekend that has their fate hanging on other teams as well as their
0: own game. You feel the same way down Nogton, Colby?
4: So, uh, I mean, those are good points and definitely Idaho needs to take care of business this weekend, but uh, I, you know, I'm obviously watching that EWU UC Davis game. Uh, This is a big one for these folks because should Eastern Washington lose another game? uh, I think that their playoff hopes are dashed. And right now there's an opportunity, you know, some folks have them on the board as, you know, the first four out. And so they really need to continue to take care of business uh, after losing the first game of the season to Idaho. So um, I'll be watching that game and that game will be in, uh, in da- in California in Davis. So, uh, we'll see, but that's, that's where I got my eyes. What about uh, you, Brent?
2: Yeah, I'm going to jump back to our first point there. I think Idaho, I mean, what's been interesting about Idaho is they had a really big win in the first week, but their other games. They've been pretty lackluster as from what we expected after that Eastern Washington win. Uh, they, their pass defense is bad and they're facing <clears throat> an Idaho state pass offense that is very good i think idaho has been playing tight and kind of just marginal games they've not really gotten better like some other teams have shown um and you just add in as a montana fan too every time the grays play in that holt arena which is the worst stadium in the big sky the games are garbage and so i think idaho headed there too it just it's just set for disaster
0: Brent, you're always going to score points putting a dome down other than the Kibbe Dome. So, like, I'm probably being a little bit too generous here, but Brent obviously just scored a point. Chappie, close us out.
1: Here's the thing about the domes, okay, guys. They're the same freaking arena. They were built at the same time. They're the same thing, but somehow the Kibbe Dome feels like a place you want to watch a football game at, and somehow Holt Arena feels like you're you're watching a dumpster fire okay? every time you're there. So anyway, that, that's a side point. Uh, to me, the biggest team that has the, the most to lose this weekend is Weber, uh, mainly because at this point, I think we're playing for seeding. Weber ha- is the only team I think left in the conference that has a shot to get a a past the the Valley media bias and potentially get a top two seed. And seeding matters in the playoffs. If we're looking at the playoffs, home games matter. It, it all comes down to that. Weber can is, is the only one left that can do that. So uh, they have the most to lose. But really larger point to me is that maybe the Big Sky really is a good conference. Maybe they should deserve like 12 teams ranked like the Missouri Valley
0: Conference does. To close out, we we have to talk about Cal Poly packed in three weeks in. Bo Baldwin is one of the most successful coaches in the history of the Big Sky Conference, which makes the scope of Cal Poly's wretched three games this season almost astounding. What are you taking away from the mustangs calling it quits after giving up 60 plus on consecutive games and i'm going to lead this off with a cal poly refugee <laughs> print
2: you know the meme with uh, is it the, the end of fast and furious 6 where vin diesel and paul walker drive each way and that that's me and my cal poly fandom here <clears throat> i i'm gone i'm out the door um you know the thing is is You expected an overhaul and a rough road on offense with Bo Baldwin and what he had to work with there. But, oh, my gosh. I mean, the other side of the ball is maybe even more putrid. 611 yards per game allowed in three games. 60% 60% third down conversions. I mean, Cal Poly, we knew the offense wasn't going to be good, but the defense is just terrible. And I know they're they're decimated with injuries already, which was part of the reason why they hung it up a little earlier, or part of why they're saying they were. But I think they need to load this defense up with junior college transfers and drop downs because what they have just is not the answer right now. Colby.
4: So, Brent, Brent makes good some some really good points there. Um, one of the things that I think Bo Baldwin is finding is that. Um The academic standards at Cal Poly are a lot higher than other places in the big sky. And so that's going to kind of play into some of this. But um, what I'm taking from this, uh, them packing it in, they're alleging injuries and, you know, some COVID stuff there. But I think that they always knew that this was house money. This is Bo Baldwin's, you know, first season at Cal Poly. Everybody knew that this wasn't going to be great, that they weren't going to be awesome. You know, if they if they punched above their weight, cool. But nobody expects, you know, a great coach to turn a team like this around this quickly so what i what i take from this is like hey we tried we tried to play house money right now we're just we're tired of getting smashed uh this really isn't worth it you know injuries blah 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 so we're just going to pack it in because there's really no point right now we're tired of the the live game reps
0: so colby's going to go on record saying allowing 56 points per game is not great Absolutely. pretty risky for the Weeper state dudes not right great now. <laughs> yeah so uh, dallas what i want to know from you is do you think playing another three games this year and three look Cal Poly played three games and gave up 22 touchdowns which if you like scoring football I guess that's fun but do you think that playing their second set of three games would have hurt coach Baldwin's chances in the near future of recruiting the type of talent we've seen him land at eastern Washington I mean irrespective of the academic standards which of course matters but would another three just embarrassing losses maybe have slowed the rebuilding process down further.
3: I don't think so. Um, look, I I have been on record many times saying that I think Bo Baldwin is one of the best coaches in at this level of all time. Uh, I wish he was coaching Idaho. If I was being completely honest, uh, but teams run the triple option because they have no talent, and this team was terrible with the triple option. So trying to make any sort of change to another system, it's going to look bad. I don't think continuing to lose games is going to change from the fact that Bo Baldwin historically has been a very good recruiter. I do think, though, Colby's point, it is so hard to get into Cal Poly. Fall 2019, their acceptance rate was 28.5%. Historically, it's somewhere around 30%. That's always going to be their biggest recruiting hurdle. It's not necessarily getting shit pumped and getting destroyed every single weekend. It's it's going to be hard to get talent
0: no matter what at cal poly chappy close out
1: yeah listen we just watched this at this we just watched this at weber state for the last seven years weber state was in a bad 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 spot before jay hill came in i mean literally had a coach walking out the back door hiding to go bail out bobby Petrino at arkansas and an alum in john l smith it was left for dead okay and, and coaching is what matters in college sports. Everywhere you see a good program, you see a good coach. Montana, you've learned that lesson over the past few years. Every school in this conference knows that. Every school in the country knows that. So if you have a good coach, you have a chance. Now, it doesn't guarantee success, but in college, it certainly makes it, what, 80%, 90% more likely that you can succeed. So the kids, I don't think, have ever been buying into Cal Poly's massive reputation as an FCS football program. So no, I don't think it hurts. They're they're buying into Bo Baldwin. They're buying into good coaching and 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 he still has that. He still has that for a few more years at this rate.
0: And before we close out and head to the team drill down, we do need to hear one last time for Brent. Please tell us your, I'm not going to use the term plural. Please tell us your highlight of your weekend or so as a Cal Poly fan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you
2: know, the first game against Southern Utah, there was there was a pretty great catch in the end zone. I can't even remember the kid's name. Uh, I got to be on a, a podcast uh, for fansmanship with Cal Poly podcast. So got to connect with another Big Sky pod. Uh had a little bit of fun along the way. So, you know, uh, built a few bridges and got to watch a game and, you know, on TV, but in a beautiful area. So, hey, it wasn't all bad
0: before we get to the team drill down we need to give a quick shout out to our sponsor hughes river expedition if you are looking for a great all-inclusive week-long vacation don't look don't look past your backyard though famous for our multi-day trips down the mill fork of the salmon the main salmon river of no return the salmon river canyons and the selway in the gem state we also run trips in montana and special trips like the one to see the Perside meteor shower camp on pristine beaches Run amazing whitewater, soak in beautiful natural hot springs, take in the history all along the river, and fish some of the most remote stretches of river in the country. Just bring your clothes and let HRE handle the rest. Hughes River Expeditions has been Vandal-owned and operated since 1976 and ready to take you on a vacation of a lifetime. What are you waiting for? Find out what it's like to grab a paddle, catch dinner, and ride the bull all throughout the gem and treasure states. Call them now at 800-262-1882 or check them out at Hughes River dot com in our team drill down section we're gonna take take advantage of the fact we have experts on a handful of big sky teams and really get to the heart of the matters for i mean we've talked about cal poly so now we're gonna go to the teams that matter chappy we're gonna start with you weber state fans thought randall johnson would be the starting quarterback coming into the season and instead they got freshman bronson baron against idaho state this week with baron hurt johnson started after seeing Johnson play, including a beautiful Hail Mary that some genius set to the Titanic soundtrack. Does Weber State have a quarterback controversy on their hands?
1: Uh, outside of the Hail Mary, which was really one of the funnest things to ever see in person. That was just fun. Who, How many of us have ever actually seen a Hail Mary land in person? That was a lot of fun. There we go. But outside of that, we do not have a quarterback controversy. <laughs> Okay, Bronson Barron uh, definitely looks the better quarterback. He knows the offense much better. Uh, he, he, Randall Johnson seemed to struggle finding his second and third read and struggling to know when to run when he stepped up in the pocket and when to pass. Uh, Bronson Barron did not do any of that, even as a, a true freshman. So uh, we, I do not believe Weber State has any sort of QB controversy going forward at all.
0: Can you give us 10 seconds on how weird it is that NAU and Weber seem to always be competitive? I know, like, they're the series is now Weber has like a one game historic edge. NAU looked terrible for much of this year. Weber's looked great and they need a miracle pull it off. So, just 10 seconds really quick on what the heck is with Weber and NAU.
1: Yeah, we're kind of figured out too. No, what it is, a lot of it. uh, Before this past year, NAU had won four or five. Think about that. But honestly, if you look at the victories they've had in the past few years, and even this week, it's always come off of a bye week. And Weber State under Jay Hill, for some odd reason, has struggled coming off of bye weeks. We've asked players about it. We've even asked Jay Hill about it. Nobody really seems to know why they struggle coming off of bye weeks. But every time they seem to play NAU over the past however many years, they seem to be playing them off of a bye week.
0: All right, Dallas. Dallas. We're going to keep the quarterback question alive. Idaho has played three different quarterbacks this season in Mike Beaudry, freshman CJ Jordan, and redshirt sophomore to sophomore kill, Which QB gets the bulk of the snaps against Idaho State or who should get the bulk of the snaps against Idaho State?
3: So Petrino joked with the media that he's going to play three quarterbacks this weekend. That's not going to happen. Uh, Nikhil Nair looked really good, I thought. Uh, in the last game, honestly should have been playing over Mason Petrino the previous two years, even as a true freshman. But Beaudry's back at practice. He's going to be the guy getting the bulk of the snaps. Um, Petrino has always stubbornly committed to his guy for the eight years he's been here, even when the guy doesn't have the same last name. Uh, Beaudry's the captain. He's the grad transfer. He's the leader of the team. And he's got to be catastrophically bad for Petrino to even think about replacing him. Uh, CJ Jordan, if he was healthy, should be the guy getting the snaps. Uh, I mean honestly, the most electric quarterback I've ever seen at Idaho, uh, the stats weren't great, but if that kid hadn't gotten hurt in high school, there's no way he's at this level. He's at a bad power five school or a good group of five school playing FBS football, which he's probably going to graduate and do at some point in his career. Um, that's unfortunately, it's going to be Beaudry, no matter what. Uh, That's just Petrino's thing.
0: And I can say I was at the game. C.J. Jordan had two touchdowns pulled off his box score. So, yeah, pretty wild. Colby, you are our de facto Eastern and UC Davis expert, which is great because you followed the entire league anyway. All eyes in the sky are going to be on Eastern versus UC Davis this weekend. How many total passing yards between both teams should we expect?
4: So this is an interesting one right because we have right now the best quarterback in the in the conference and eric barrier going up against a good uc davis secondary um you know when we look at the stats davis has done a really good job of defending the pass only allowing 200 yards a game you know and eric barrier is averaging double that in in each of these games that he's played thus far and so it's kind of interesting to me because not only is Eric Berry a, a pretty prolific passer, of course, but also Hunter Rodriguez has shown that he's not bad either right now. And so when I look at the pass defense stats, there's Eastern Washington at number three, only allowing 248 yards a game. And so when, I, when I'm wondering, like, what's going to be the difference in this game, I really do think it's going to be the passing game. Like, who is going to be able to break out? You know, because we have Berry ad- averaging 371 yards game right now, Rodriguez averaging 203. Who's going to have the opportunity? I don't know, man. I, I think that whoever whoever figures that out is probably going to win this one.
0: And we're going to travel to Missoula for the last question. Though the Grizzlies are not, and if you're new, Grizzlies be University of Montana, they're not taking part in the official spring season. Their version of a spring season is going to kick off this Saturday when uh, Montana star- hosts, I believe it's Central Washington uh, to open play after the for their spring. Brent Montana actually plays a game this Saturday. What can we expect out of the Grizzlies?
2: Well, actually, it's next Saturday, but yeah, we got a game coming up. And you know, uh, we opened with, "Have you ever seen a hail mary?" I've seen hail marys in Washington Grizzlies. You guys can see this on the video. I'm a Green Bay Packer fan. I saw a hail mary that wasn't a hail mary because I was sitting in the Seahawks stadium for the fail mary, and it happened right in front of me. Packers won that game anyways so montana yeah we host central washington on the grizz fan pod we interviewed bobby hauck you know how he set up both their games this year he texted the coach and said hey do you want to play a game this spring they said yeah and then they set it up and away they went um it's going to be fun I, they're going to be allowing about five thousand fans in the stadium uh ticket releases are starting next week in the morning uh it's going to be going first to students and then uh scholarship donation uh and uh those types of people quarterback club as well too uh i'm gonna i'm expecting it's going to be a lot of rust i really doubt the girls are going to look sharp central washington also hasn't played a game in just as long um i've been told central washington has had a lot of turnover with coaches so there's a little bit of unknown and what to expect in terms of defensive scheme defensive personnel and all sorts of things like that um And so it's going to just be interesting to see how the game goes. I don't think it's going to be something super flashy. And the other big question that I think a lot of people are wondering about is um, who takes snaps uh, at quarterback? Uh, Cam Humphrey played three games, two and a half games, I guess, technically, while Dalton Sneed was injured in 2019. Uh, A lot of signs point to him probably being the guy, but... I know my co-host on the GFP really wants to see redshirt freshman Chris Brown out of Bozeman, Montana, get the job so he can score touchdowns against the Cats all four years that he's the starter. So we'll just have to see.
0: With that, guys, we're going to move on to our fantasy builder. If you're a regular listener, you know the rules. We draft a quarterback, a running back, wide receiver, and a flex. Mike's not on, so we don't need to go over. that. flex can't be a quarterback. You don't get 25 quarterbacks. There's no Troy Anderson. Everyone knows how fantasy works. Round one, starting with quarterbacks. And I guess this is just Brent's week where he gets to talk about Cal Poly. He has to talk about his grizz. He also gets to draft the first quarterback first quarterback. Take it away.
2: Well, I'm not going to pick Tyler Vanderwalt with Idaho State because he's going up against one of the worst pass defenses in the big sky. Eric Berrier is the better quarterback overall, but I just like the matchup better.
0: Tyler Vanderwall is my guy. Colby. You you have – I know you've drafted Barrier a couple times on this show where you've been gifted. Are we going to get a, a repeat?
4: Yeah, so based on kind of what I talked about earlier, I'm I'm kind of leaning the way that Brent is, and I don't necessarily love the matchup with Barrier um, and the UC Davis defense. You know, they are top in defending the pass this year. So I think I'm actually going to go the other side of the ball on this one, and I'm going to take Hunter Rodriguez in this one. Uh, This kid is really impressed. I'm kind of interested to see what he does. Like I said, Eastern Washington is number three in the conference at defending the pass, but uh, interesting to see what he does. So I think I'm taking Hunter Rodriguez.
0: I'm expecting uh, Chappie, after his endorsement of Randall Johnson earlier, to stick with Weber State. Oh
1: Yes, yes, I'm taking Bronson Barron at quarterback.
0: And close us out, Dallas. Are you going to go mean, Idaho or Eastern?
1: I mean, I have to go
3: with Barrier. Uh, He's You got to start him. He's the top in the conference in yards per game, tied for the top in touchdowns. He's the best quarterback in the FCS. I'm taking him over who's left out there, Beaudry. And and I'm, I wouldn't take Justin Miller this week against Weber
0: State. I, that game seems like it's going to be a disaster. And now going to running backs and throw it right back to Dallas. Who's your first pick?
1: Oh, Josh Davis,
3: no question. Uh, He's got 318 yards on the season, just one touchdown. But I mean, you got to start him every week. SUU's in the middle of the pack in their run defense, but they just allowed an Idaho team that was averaging less than 100 yards a game to put up over 200. It's Davis all the way.
0: Yeah, Davis is towards the top in rush attempts too. Most teams are given a pretty obvious split, although uh, Weber is certainly splitting carries too. Chappie, who's your pick?
1: I'm going with my guy, Malachi Rango. Just based off of the name alone, he has good stats, but I just love—I just love saying that guy's name. So I have to take him because he's there.
0: You also have to take him because I talked you out taking him last time, Colby. So I
4: mean if i'm i'm looking at the stats here and i mean if if you guys aren't going to take i'm going to take alonzo gilliam guys i mean i i love this kid i think he's great Kids, you're all in on right davis. davis yeah right up there with him on those numbers and so uh, and i don't think that um when i look at the numbers and i say oh uh rushing defense you know i mean i mean eastern's good but uh i think i think he's got some power in his legs so we'll see brent closes out
2: Well, let's see. I've got uh, Tamaric Pierce with Eastern Washington. Not the most amount of yards, but four four touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Davis has the top pass defense in the big sky so far, so maybe a little bit of Eastern might be focusing a little bit more on the ground game this week.
0: And, Colby, I decided to hold back my – my takes this time on who you should take Gillian missed last week with injury, but we'll just say if he's out, you have UC Davis number one, running back since no one else drafted a UC Davis running back wide receivers, Colby,
4: you've got the floor. Yes. So wide receivers. Um First one, I'm going to, this one's tough because of what we talked about with Davis's um, defense. You know, I, I wanted to go with Lemu Jones because it was like, man, but that, that, defense over on that side, so I'm actually going to take Hayden Hatton out of Idaho. Man, that kid has just been dynamite, and uh, I don't trust this Idaho State defense, man. I, I saw it in the first week against Weber State. Bronson Barron was throwing bombs behind the safety. Like, yeah, I'm taking Hayden Hatton this week.
0: I I can't understand why you don't trust Idaho State's pass defense. that gives up 8.7 yards per play, which is actually down. Uh, heading into last week, it was 9.9 9 yards per pass attempt. Next pick, we've got Brent.
2: Well, fortunately, I was had two guys I was going to pick. Hayden Hatton's off the board. So my next choice is Tanner Connor on the other side, our midseason wide receiver of the year. Idaho is dead last in pass defense. N- don't need to say anymore.
3: Dallas. I am going to have to double down on the Eastern passing game and take Tololo Limo Jones. Uh, 426 yards on the season. Uh, he's only got one touchdown, but uh, he's second in the. Conference in yards per game
0: it's gonna be a tough matchup but i gotta go with him all right chappy we've got a handful of handful of options still in the state of idaho too if you really want them
1: yeah yeah you guys have taken all my guys i i wanted to take so I, i'm gonna go with uh this is gonna sound really bad but i'm gonna go with lawson from suu
0: use wide receivers looked real good last week, the downside being they were playing Idaho, so it's kind of hard to gauge that. Our pass defense looks like the worst unit I've ever seen other than our basketball team. And the flex round, wide receiver, tight end, or running backs fine, Chappie.
1: Uh Yeah, I'm not going to pull a mic and go a quarterback here. <laughs> I should. Uh, let's go with um, – sorry, I'm going to go with another uh, wide receiver here from SU. We're going to go with – skanks shanks there we go
0: brandon, brandon shanks yeah yeah he, uh, he looked pretty dang good too dallas i'm gonna
3: have to go with the homer pick and go with katrell haywood uh i think that the idaho state pass defense is not good and Idaho's gonna start scoring points eventually it might as well be this week
4: will be So I'm torn on this one because I had written down some some names and a couple of those names have come off the board now, namely Tanner Connor. That's what I was kind of aiming for. Brent was smart and took Tanner Connor there in the first round. So um, in spite of the, the 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 Davis defense, you know, I, I do think that this person will probably still get some targets. And I'm going to take Andrew Boston out of EWU. I think that maybe something can happen there. So mm-hmm. we'll see.
0: Yeah, he's been usually their number one target. This year's been a little bit different. Uh, Tululu, Tululu, Lemu Jones has been pretty solid too. Brent, close us out. Last pick in the fantasy draft.
2: Okay, well, I gotta, I gotta spread it out. I was going to take Jalen Henderson with ISU after a big game last week, but I'm gonna move it over and take Rashid Shaheed from Weber. Uh, what special teams player of the week last week had a kick return touchdown. This guy has all purpose yards all over the place, picking it up in the receiving game. Weber wants to put up a lot of points to silence the doubters. I think he's going to have a big game.
0: Before we get to our showdown quick, thank you to all the, all of the companies helping sponsor the Big Sky Podcast Network's various shows. We have the Montana Mint Store sponsoring the Montana Mint. Wild Ra- WildcatRack.com sponsoring Weber State Weekly. Montucky Cold Snacks supporting your tubs of the club. And Jeremiah Johnson Brewing Company supporting r CatCast. Also have a nice place in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Dude, picking the final two is going to be a nightmare for me because – I don't want to. I, I we've got too many Weber State guys to completely close out that show. So I am going to be a worthless host. You guys are all in the final, which means we'll have quick quick picks for all the answer for all the answers. First question: We've got new start. We've seen new starting quarterbacks at Southern Utah, Idaho State, Idaho twice, Northern Arizona twice, Cal Poly doesn't really count, UC Davis, and Weber State. Which new starter has impressed you the most, Colby? Justin
4: Miller, Southern Utah.
0: You can give a little bit more than just the name.
4: Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, the kid is really, really dominant. I mean, he came up from from you know Snow College. Um, great kid, man. He, I think he's really impressed. I mean, of course, SU hasn't won games. They've they've been in close games. Um, I think that the tail. Uh, we'll, we'll see how effective he is against a good Weber State secondary this weekend. But uh, kid's done a good job thus far, I think. And I'm All and right. I'm a Wildcat fan, so giving SU you guys right. some props. That's that's tough for me, Brent.
2: Yeah, I was going to go with Justin Miller too, but one thing I went back and looked at with Tyler Vanderwall, you realize that he's second in the conference in passing yards and he's of the four games, the three teams he's played against is Eastern Washington, Weber State and UC Davis, the top three pass or the top three total defenses in the big sky. So and add in that Idaho State lost a lot of their skill in their receiver core. This guy's putting up huge numbers with all sorts of new people around him against the better defenses in the conference. He's really impressed me this year. Dallas.
3: It's the Homer pick, but it's C.J. Jordan. Uh, watching him reminded me of Vernon Adams replacing Kyle Padron at Eastern. Uh, it was just an unbelievable athlete that honestly doesn't belong at this level.
0: And chappy.
1: Okay, so we'll go a little meta here. Um, we've watched Hunter Rodriguez play against Weber State. Uh, we've watched Vanderwall play against Weber State. We're going to see Justin Miller. Uh, I've been really impressed with Bronson Barron. Not so much as this season because he's raw. He's young. But all the other quarterbacks I mentioned there, they, I've watched them all make mistakes that it felt like they shouldn't make, throw passes they shouldn't, not throw it away when they should. Uh, I haven't seen Bronson Barron do that. The kid has been solid. So what I'm saying here is he's impressed for the long term, not necessarily for the short term. Weaver's instilling a new offense. He's going to get better. But long term, all of the tools are there for him to
0: be uh, an elite quarterback in this league. I'm going to have to give the points to non-Homer pick. And it that makes me think it should be Brent or Colby, but Brent also talked about schedule. So Brent gets the point there. Question number two, we're going to pivot to basketball just for a second. The Big Sky Conference has 36 players as of today in the transfer portal. Some are inconsequential, like all seven guys from Idaho. Some are, like 2021 MVP Tanner Gross from Eastern Washington. Is the number of transfers out of the conference a problem for the Sky Dallas?
3: No, it's not. Uh, it's It seems scary, but it's not. This is how the transfer portal works. Uh, guys get an opportunity to go somewhere else, they're going to take it. Uh, it. It's going to continue to happen, but it's it's the reality of college sports. Chappie? Uh,
1: I do think it's a problem. Uh, I think that it's going to be a moment of reckoning for the Big Sky Conference as a league because I think a lot of the larger leagues are going to be cherry-picking guys from the smaller leagues with the transfer portal being – excuse me, transfer portal being what it is. So in my opinion, uh, although I'm sad, I think it's a bad thing for the league. I think it potentially is a good thing because it's going to make the league have some difficult conversations and try to figure out how we can be better, how we can get better seated, how we can start winning games in the NCAA tournament.
4: Colby. So I don't think it's going to be a problem because... While this is a symptom. This is not just a big sky problem. This is at every conference in the country problem. A lot of guys are in the transfer portal right now, all across the country. And I think that there's going to be an ebb and flow to this. Yes, Tanner Grove, the, the brothers Groves are in the transfer portal right now. True. But for every brothers Groves in the, in the transfer portal, there are all kinds of great talents all across the country. Some of those are going to land in the big sky. So I think it evens out. Brent.
2: Keep in mind a few things, too. If you're in the transfer portal, you're not leaving quite yet. So <clears throat> don't just assume they're gone. Uh, but, you know, th- this is a problem, I do think, because we've seen a lot more, but we're, we're in a new a new frontier here. And what my hope is, is that this is kind of more of a short term problem, that on two fronts, some things are going to change. First of all, it's going to probably change the way coaches recruit players in some situations if they want to grow and develop guys for or, uh, guys and gals for four to five years. Uh, on the other side as well, too, while you never wish anything like this to happen, it could become a bit of a cautionary tale if guys leave to go to bigger, better programs and wind up being bench warmers or just not even playing at all. It might show to others that maybe the grass isn't green Around on the other side and you should stay where you're at
0: i'm kind of pissed because i didn't want to give brent a point for this just to create drama but uh yeah brent's got the point there last question we all know the credentials of jay hill and dan hawkins are pretty dang close to untouchable but which coach of the still active lower teams in the conference has impressed you the most this spring chris ball at nau demario warren at southern utah or rob Fennessy at idaho state Colby?
4: So for me, it's Rob Fantasy at Idaho State. Um, you know, like like Brent noted, uh, there have been a lot of skill lost on that squad, and uh, in spite of that, they've been very competitive in quite a few of these games thus far in this this young spring season. And so uh, I continue to see. I noted earlier that you know I'm getting a little bit nervous the way that the Wildcat offense is playing right now, and the fact that you know the Idaho State offense is seemingly coming on. And so we're going to see kind of what happens. But for me right now, yeah, it's Coach Phil. Dallas.
3: Uh, Demario Warren. Uh, you know, his second season, they had that run. Uh, I think they made the second round of the playoffs. Uh, <clears throat> and then every other year, his teams have been mediocre to just playing terrible. Uh, their record's not great this year, uh, but they've been close every game. There's actual hope for whatever fan base SUU has. I think he's the guy doing the best this spring.
0: Chappy.
1: Yeah, all 10 of those guys at SUU are really happy to, that he's still there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's, uh, it's Chris Ball at NAU. NAU has – so let me just set the stage for you there. That last drive on the, the bogus fung- fumble call last, last week, uh, NAU drove the ball 95 yards on Weber State's defense. And I sat there with everybody else in the stands and kept thinking, Weber's defense is going to be Weber's defense, and at a certain point they're going to stop them. They even went for it on fourth down inside their own 20, and they got it. And they went down and scored a touchdown with 17 seconds left, and it was dang impressive guys. They, they move the ball like nobody I've seen move the ball in Weaver State since you know, since we get to the games that we lose, which are JMU. So uh, I liked NAU's look the, for most of the game, and I like Chris Ball.
0: Pretty close out.
2: Yeah, so I was going to go with fantasy, kind of being the sexy pick. Everyone likes talking about the offense, but I mean, if you think about this and you look at the results of the team so far through the conference, what are we seeing? Jay Hill still doing Jay Hill things. He's winning ugly. <clears throat> Idaho State is still doing what they usually do. They scare the hell out of teams. They score a lot of points, but they wind up losing the game. Uh, so I really did go with Demario Warren as well, too. Southern Utah, we said it very early. Yeah, they're a handful of seconds away from being undefeated. That doesn't really tell the whole story, but they have been in all of their games. And this was uh, going into the fall of 2020 before the season was canceled. They were picked to finish second to last. Our Big Sky Podcast Network voted them last to start it off with. There was zero zero expectations out of this team. And if you look at the teams, how they've been playing through this spring season so far, who has seemed to be building on the most, getting better and maybe becoming the team that might be the most dangerous headed into the fall that you did not expect to be. And I think it's Southern Utah.
0: I'm going to give Colby the points here because I think one of the, the one thing that as an Idaho fan I'm paying attention to is the difference between Idaho and Idaho State right now is that idaho state was on the wrong side of a close game with eastern otherwise our footprints are pretty dang close to identical but that doesn't matter anyway because brink out the first two points Brent. the floor is yours
2: two and baby two and zero, just like the grizz are going to be in the spring conference in the spring season all right so uh <laughs> fun to be on here again guys and as the grizz fan uh i just gotta say it's it's been it's been a fascinating spring to watch but we're starting to see some fallout of teams um, quitting, dropping out, causing all sorts of chaos for conferences. Cal Poly's done this in the Big Sky. What was it? Uh, Chattanooga, uh, just, even though 3-0, and uh, decided this was all we were going to do. So we're hanging this up and calling it good. I think in hindsight, I understand wanting to be in the playoffs and winning the, winning a conference, uh, a spring conference uh, type of title, maybe getting the playoffs, seeing what you can do. But honestly, I think the Big Sky should have approached this spring differently maybe set up three round robin games, did something, have a lot more fun with it, get some TV rights done, uh, get some maybe neutral locations, do some things where we can have fans in place, and just allow a lot of these teams to play a handful of games, build off of it, and get better. Uh, I, I have a feeling a lot of coaches and uh, players are wishing they would have gone that route as well too. I don't know. You just kind of look at this, and it really seems like, There's just more trouble and issues coming out for a lot of other teams. And I just don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm really seeing the good here right now. I know it's great to be a Weber fan and see your team up there. Gonna get, probably get to the playoffs and do some stuff. But I I think the goal for most all the teams and the Big Sky Conference should be having a, a strong fall of 2021. And I'm starting to wonder if this spring season's gonna have some bad repercussions on some of the more powerful teams in our conference.
0: Brent just teased us up like we should start the show <laughs> right over. But we got a call today, guys. You can find Dallas at Hammer Dallas on Tubs the Club. You can find Chappie at It's Chappie. Colby's at Ogden Gent, both on the Weber State Weekly Show. Brent is uh, at GrizzFan, but uh, just gives your Twitter, your Twitter handle real quick, Brent.
2: It is at GrizzFanPod or at BWalberg.
0: Send all hate mail to at BWalberg. It's been great, guys. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you next week.